up that diesel. Um, 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 let's go diesel. Um. I know you won't be fucking with Sheen like that, but all day these motherfuckers have been doing this Herbert versus Chase thing. And it's just like, I mean, obviously it could be a topic. Like I understand people want to talk about it because, you know, you could have took the quarterback. But I think they're also missing like the fact or the impact that Chase has on this team. You know, and, I, and I'm going to compare it to, and I'm not saying he's Ray Lewis, but you can get those type of players that, you know, elevate your franchise and the way they talk about that shit and they was doing it again this morning dog i actually turned that shit off bro because she was kind of blowing me with that she's like if i did, had to do it all over again i'm taking herbert and again it's nothing against herbert though but it's like y'all y'all stamping this dude after one year what if he come out here and look like kyle bowler this year you still gonna say you taking you would have took the quarterback over the pass rusher it's just like they just dismissing the fact of everything that this nigga chase brings to the roster dog and it's just that shit irked me this morning bro there's two much obsession over quarterbacks. Man. It's absurd, man. Like I, I, I'm so tired of it when it comes to this league. The funny thing is, and, and this is this is what's always ironic to me about how they talk about the NFL, right? For what they'll do for some QBs, I'll be like, well, oh, you had a good start. Your coordinator must be great. Give more mm-hmm. credit. Who was with Herbert last year? They're gone. Yep. Got no credit for it. It, like that's the wild shit to me. Got no credit. Pat Hamilton, um, Anthony Lynn. Yeah, man, credit for Herbert, bro. Yeah, I forgot about Pat. Good, good fucking but point. No credit. Man. Zero. This is a guy who no one thought would be playing like that. He played like that. Usually, they go try to give somebody credit for it. It was like, well, looks like we were wrong on Herbert. It's like, oh, so there's no. It wasn't the scheme. Nothing. Then they try to be like, well, the scheme was actually holding them back. I'm like, okay. Okay, guys. That's right. <laughs> See how y'all do. Bro, I forgot all about Pep being with Herbert last year, though. Yeah. And the fact that they were, they, they, they banged on the table to take Herbert. Yep. You think it's got no That's not even, not even to flip this into like a racial thing. That sums up being a black coach in the league, dog. Pep ain't getting no love for that. You finally got this QB. People, this was an unheralded QB, basically. People did not think he was going to perform that well. He plays great, including his first start being one that he didn't know until like five minutes before the game he was going to start. Usually they go, well, you know, the coaches, they, they made sure Herbert was always prepared. Nothing. They say none of that shit. Nope. Now, new staff. New OC, no one talks about it. Hey, he did well last year. He has a new offense. They do that with other quarterbacks. Didn't do it with him. These motherfuckers played essentially neutral side games on the road. Mm-hmm. So you ain't played no road games. I like Herbert. But these niggas get carried away. Yeah, man. Like I Can't said, I'm a fan of him too, but this shit is getting out of control, bro. Like they just completely dismissing the fact of what Chase brought. And I'm not saying, like, Sheen wasn't knocking Chase, but it's just like, he said, if I have to do it now, no doubt about it. I'm running up to the to the podium, and I'm taking Herbert. No questions asked. And I'm yeah. just like, damn. That's, be, that's because I think, I really feel like the way that people talk about, like, success in the NFL is incredibly short-sighted almost, right? 
because Herbert is nice and Eric Kendrick's mm-hmm. a quarterback. But the weird thing to me is everybody, and I've, I've said this to you guys before, because everyone is constantly trying to make moves for a quarterback, it only plays to the benefit of teams that already have a quarterback because mm-hmm. you end up doing stupid shit. Right. The Chargers literally just had a Hall of Fame quarterback. What did that get them? A lot of early exits in the playoffs. And a what lot was of the Chargers record last year. Playoffs. <laughs> what was the Chargers record last year? Uh, not good. Like four and 12, five and 11. Not good. Like, like that's, that's the thing about the conversations about that position, man. And the thing is, we would have had Herbert here. Herbert might have probably looked up and down, but Herbert's personality not, here. Nah, hold that. Boy, they went seven and nine. Did they go seven and nine? Yeah. I, mean, that's, I mean, that's still not great. I mean, it's I'm, not. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's terrible. Herbert's personality here, she would have been the nah, – they always lose close games. They're the fucking Chargers. All they do. They've been doing it for years. His personality here, she ain't would have had a different reaction. People mm-hmm. have a different reaction. Oh, we don't really know if he's a DC type. We don't know if someone that quiet that, – like, that's the shit when people are like, what if I could do it all over again? You mm-hmm. would not have had the same response to Herbert had we tra- taken him over Chase No. Mm-hmm. You fucking serious? Right. The the energy about Herbert would have been negative from the start if you yep. took him over Chase Young. Yeah. I'm just very confused by the conversation just on the Chase Young angle. Everything you said about Herbert is absolutely 100% factual and true. But people are acting like we didn't just draft the defensive rookie in the year and somebody that's in the fucking conversation for defensive player of the year in year two. Year two, Paul. You know, because it's because these people would rather circle jerk about having a top 15 quarterback. Because that's good enough for people until it's not, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's happy to have, oh, we love the fact that we have Herbert. Then it's three years in, and while he's putting them numbers, we have one machine to go, well, where did his numbers mean, really? They would flip on him anyways. Yep. Right? Like, people just like talking about having a quarterback. And then when you get one, then they'll talk about something else with that quarterback. It's just an obsession with the position, man. Yeah. And I don't, people out there don't think that we're dismissing the importance of the quarterback position, but like, I just feel like it's a disrespect to be talking about Chase like that. And I mean, I, I don't know if he's meaning it in that way, but it's just like, you're completely missing the impact that he had on the defense, the franchise, the area, just his energy overall. Like, he's a generational talent at a, probably the second most important position in the league behind quarterback. So, just to dismiss him like that and just say, yeah, I'd run to the podium and take Herbert. I, I can't I can't agree with that, man. That shit had me pissed off this morning. I ain't gonna lie to you. I think what frustrates me is like the conversation on quarterbacks is always as if just because you get one means that all of a sudden you're gonna be like the, the Cowboys have had Dak for how long? The Cowboys had Dak after having Romo. What do they have to show for it? Nothing. Like I don't like the conversation. That's what annoys me about that type of shit. Because it becomes this conversation as if, well, if you get a quarterback, then everything else just falls into place. The Packers have been the one fucking Super Bowl, man. One. Meanwhile, Riverboat's like, let me try to put the pieces together on the roster. So if and when that time comes, this roster will already be set for the quarterback. Obviously, you know, you can't complain. You don't know how it's going to play itself out, but right. there's 
one way for this to work. You know what I mean? Like they feel like exactly. you gotta get the quarterback before you do anything else. And I don't, I just don't rock with that, man. I don't rock with that shit, man. If you want to be continuously good, obviously having a fucking top 10 all-time quarterback is gonna put you in a certain circumstance. Definitely. I'm also hearing these same people say, well, you gotta give up whatever for Stafford, right? Mm-hmm. The Lions didn't win shit with Stafford. <laughs> so, so like which one is it? Mm-hmm. Like that's my thing about it because I'm watching teams that the Saints had a fucking Hall of Famer. Yep, the Saints were an Adrian Peterson Super Bowl away from maybe never going to a Super Bowl. Sorry, Adrian Peterson fumble from yep. never going to a Super Bowl possibly. Yep, it's the only one they went to, and they had fucking stack teams the last couple of years. But at least they had a quarterback getting all those stats, right? Like, right? It's like, like I just I'm so tired of. The, I, I feel like it's like an NFL narrative thing. Is yep, and it like makes us constantly talk about it, constantly. That's all it's going to be this year. I hope Fitz plays well, man, because that's all it's yeah, going to be. Because if it ever even starts seeming like, well, we would be winning except for Fitz, mm-hmm. then all people will want to do is talk about who's the quarterback in twenty twenty two. Oh, Cliff, all wait for wait for Monday morning if Chase yep. don't show up for whatever reason and Herbert lights up. Forward. It's going to yep. be nonstop, nonstop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's it's uh, gonna be a rough week amongst the uh, the bloggers and the podcasters and the DC media if Chase don't do his thing week one against the guy that some people would rather have on the roster. Uh, you know how that goes. It's always good for clicks and always good for listens. Does mm-hmm. it really make much football sense? I mean, I would say I, I agree or disagree with that take um, that a lot of people out there have about whether we should have Herbert or Chase on this team, one game doesn't define anybody's career or which one was the right pick. It's very possible that they're both the right pick. We have a Hall of Fame level pass rusher and you might have a Hall of Fame level quarterback. Both teams win. There's no need to turn two legends against one each other. Uh, Worst my man, J. Cole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Good luck to Jimmy, though, man. I, yeah, uh, good luck to Jimmy. I'm glad he got a job in Houston. I saw this. I saw the uh, tweet that you sent to the chat about Philly was trying to claim him. I'm gonna be honest. I'm like, I'm, I'm a Jimmy fan. I'm glad he's going somewhere outside of division. I hope he does well. Yeah, good for him. And uh, Peyton Barber, you know, it went from a lock. Like I thought he was a lock for the roster, and I, I don't know what exactly it was. Was it you need players elsewhere? Was it that Jared Patterson really kind of forces his way on? Ends up being a practice squad guy, and now he's in Las Vegas with the other Gruden. So um, the other franchise that has no idea what they're doing. Mayock and Gruden are collective dumpster fire. They just cut Tanner Muse, who's a third round pick last year. How many, how many high picks off the top of your head have they blown since they've been together? <laughs> Don't get well, me started right now. I mean, all of them, <laughs> minus maybe rugs. The thing is, they seem to not know what the fuck they're doing. They don't. Defense. They have no idea. On defense. Offense been all right. It's been okay. But they, they got rid of all their old linemen, and then they yeah, they did. Hang out great. So now you got yeah. two backs with no line. And you drafted Jacob first round. Only take only assign Kenny Drake. But you did get Darren Waller. Like it's a mixed bag over there. Yeah, they don't seem to know what the fuck they're doing on defense. Above yeah, they have no idea. Peyton Barber, man. Go by the barber. Patterson oh. took his spot. Very simple. Yeah, most definitely. That that seems like the most likely uh, scenario because they didn't really keep 
any extra at any position that I thought that they might not like they kept six cornerbacks that, you know, maybe a little bit more than I thought they would have kept um, back when I thought Epke was, you know, maybe on the outs, but uh, nowhere else was there like a crazy amount of players at any one position that would have taken away from running back. I don't think we, I don't think any of us thought Carter and Milne would have made the roster together. Probably that's, one of the, other that's fair. but also at the same time, they must've seen something in Jarrett Patterson that would suggest to them that he could do some short yardage stuff or that Antonio could fill in there because it was very clear they wanted to keep Barber specifically for that role and yeah. only for that role. The fact that they let him walk or let him go from the original 90-man roster and then he gets plucked for the, by the Raiders, you know, that, that means they didn't really value him as much as they did maybe last year or earlier in the summer or something like that. Something must have changed mm-hmm. in that running back room that would have changed their mind. Yep. Yeah. Jared Pattis. Yep. Straight <laughs> up. Straight <laughs> up. Also, plus, I mean, like you said, Paul Gibson, I mean, I'm sure they're hoping this is his year two, you know, playing a running back position. I'm hoping that obviously, and I'm sure they're hoping that he develops, you know, second down and one, third and one. Hopefully he can, you know, become that running back to pick up those yards. Like Peyton Barber, I mean, I appreciate your services, but clearly they wasn't trying to hold on to another running back to fill out that roster spot just to pick up a yard here and there. Like you said, a couple, couple pods ago, averaging 2.2 yards a carry, like. Yeah. They were able to keep Dax Milne. They were able to keep a return man in DeAndre Carter. And like Cliff said, Jared Patterson, I mean, Jared Patterson took that spot from Peyton Barber, so. Most definitely. Uh, y'all saw this shit with uh, Clinton Portis today? <laughs> I, I hate doing this on the pod because Clinton's mm. my man. And, you know, I don't like reporting bad news on people. But that kind of, I was like, whoa. You know, $100,000 fine, like possibly jail time. You know, that's, that's a bad look for my man. I, I remember that going down. I kind of just forgotten that he was in legal trouble. Like serious legal trouble. Yeah, it's insurance. Yeah, like a couple years ago, right? Or like last year or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's off the heels of remember a couple of years ago when he had that, I don't know if it's in the players tribune or what, but that story came out when his business partner robbed him and he was like on yeah. the verge of going to kill him and shit like that. Like yeah. that's yep. like really fucked up. I mean, you can't be committing insurance fraud, dog. Yeah, no. Nah. They're gonna catch you. Yeah, that's a that's a bummer, man. I mean, I hope that he whatever. Uh, I mean, I don't know how bad it is. I just know that I read that there's a possible jail time attached to this this thing, but I don't know to what extent. Like, how much trouble is he really in? You know, could it be just a fine in community service, or does he need to actually serve time for his his crime? Well, he's probably going to just pay the money back. It's probably what they're on now. Well, I mean, it looks like. I mean, you. I don't know. I I guess I can't say you don't commit fraud unless you and some sort of like financial issue, and we know that he was. Maybe that's not the case, but, but he, was, he so. was same with some other players, though. There was other players involved in it, right? Yeah, because it was through the NFLPA, was it? I'm oh, oh, see, I didn't even know that. Damn. Yeah, because it was basically, I think they were like filing. They were filing fl- false claims. Yeah, you talking about the Porter situation? Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're right about that. Mm-hmm. That's healthcare fraud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not good. Not good. <laughs> Definitely not good. They catch they you. They'll lock you up for that. Yep. The times that I tend to catch you on that. Mm-hmm. It's not even just like this is also the type of shit that they lock people up for in America. Man. They might not. They they would they lock you up for beating your wife? Nah. No. That's the fucked up thing about this country. You know that's not important to them, Cliff. Yeah. Uh, the player, other players, because um, they all pled guilty, 
It was uh, Clint Portis. I'm about to hear a name I heard. I haven't heard in a minute. It's going to give y'all some memories. Tamaric Vanover. Wow. Do y'all remember? <laughs> yeah. So it was Clint Portis, Tamaric Vanover, and Robert McHugh. Oh, I remember the name Tamaric because I feel like when he was on the Chiefs, he always used to wear that like baggy ass turtleneck under his jersey all the time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, is that a turtleneck from Polo? <laughs> With the long sleeve. <laughs> sure did. Uh, McCune was the main one. Support this guy. It was 90, 99K over two months in, uh, mm. for, in, for our claims. Uh, Vanover, 159K. McCune, 2.9 million. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. These brothers in trouble. Clinton, I but know there was other players. Him. So yeah, so other players were involved. Man, we got a couple of our, our former players on here. Dog. <laughs> this is kind of <laughs> funny when you think about it. The other players that have played guilty: um, Joe Horn, Carell Buckhalter, Carlos Rogers, Damn, Rashe Cal- Caldwell. All right, mm. I, I was say, didn't he pass? Mm. Damn. 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 And he got a new case. Come on, man. Y'all couldn't let this slide. Oh, he no, he already played guilty of this. Oh, he already he, played okay. previously, yeah. Because this is not the first time they've caught players doing this. Yeah. All right, real quick. Did either one of you catch Tanya Snyder on Adam Schefter's podcast today? Or like catch the uh Cliff Notes version of it? I saw some of the notes. Yeah, I saw some of the notes. Yeah, I didn't see much about it, but obviously the thing that's Big news right now is that she was asked about the name situation and said they're down to last three. And I think Schefter had run through eight names. Armada, the president of the brigade, sorry, Red Hogs, Commanders, Red Wolves, Defenders, and keeping Washington football team. And Tynus Snyder confirmed that those were the eight original finalists before we whittled it down to three. So it looks like that's where we're at, the name. I don't know if y'all heard that or my breaking news right now. Nope, y'all. heard that. Heard yeah. that. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. None of these names inspire me in any way. But like I said, I, I don't care. I, I really don't care. It's, it is going to just don't pick the Red Hogs. I think that's only one of the names where I would like truly be, be blown. I'm like, yo, the Red Hogs, what kind of indoor soccer league name is this shit? Come on now. I think I'd be blown if it was the brigade or armada, like or the presidents. Fuck are we talking about here, man? Even if it was the presidents, it'd be better That's than pre- the Red Hogs. I don't know. I, but at least with Red Hogs, you could shorten it to hogs. But like Cliff said a couple of pods ago, just pick a fucking animal and keep it moving. All this stupid yeah. president. What the hell is going on here, man? Pick a name and move oh, the fuck. fuck on, man. The longer this shit goes on, I feel like they're gonna embarrass us even more than they've done before. <laughs> yeah. So my, my 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 stress level went up for a second, but uh, I just I just don't don't please don't let it be the presidents. Please don't let it be the presidents. The fact that it's been this long, I feel like it just raises the stakes that if it's bad, people are gonna freak the fuck out even more. If it were a hasty decision, that's bad. But the fact that you waited 18 months to call us the presidents, we out here looking like the George Washingtons and the Abraham Lincolns, like this is what you came up with after 18 months, motherfucker. They should keep the football team, man, and keep the shit. Cliff, hey, I, it's grown on me, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. 
I'm good with the shit with the hashtag WFT, Washington across the jersey. I don't need no fucking nothing. We are who we are. Our old name is gone. So, hey, I'm just good with the city. I'm cool. The longer you drag this shit out, I'm not even worried about them not coming up and giving us a name because whatever name they 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 come out with, people are gonna get used to it by the time right. the comes around. They already got the name. I don't care what they say, they know what right. it is. They dropping that people, shit. People got frustrated when they said watch your football team. People got used to that shit too. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you, Corey. That president shit. Please I'm not sure I feel about that. Armada is an interesting team name. It is. Doesn't have it does it's not a plural, right? It's not Armada. Like it's it's it'd be an interesting team name. I worry that the logo would be a disaster. Um, <laughs> what you think of the commanders? I'm not a fan. I just I've seen that a lot on Twitter trending lately. I'm just not a fan. I think I, I really what I want is for the Red Wolves people to brace themselves for the disappointment. Mm-hmm. And don't be annoying about this. That's all, right. all I ask. That's all, that's all I ask of them. Because they're already pretty annoying. In fact, yeah. they kind of make me want the team to not be called that. And I'm not, and Cliff, I'm not going to lie to you. I was a huge fan of Red Wolves early on. But the shit that I see on a daily basis, like, these people have lost their mind. Right. If it's not Red Wolves, I'm not. I like, it's what? Like, my uh, yeah. It's like, relax. So I haven't seen none of that. I haven't seen anybody awesome. being like, if it's not Red Wolves, I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. If I saw somebody on Twitter doing that, I probably would call them up like, for real? Bro, they've already made shirts of this shit. That's that's kind of stupid. My thing yeah. is, if you're not going to keep any of the imagery or the past name concepts, then why even call them the Red Wolves? Just be the Wolves. That's just my opinion on it. I'd be cool with the Wolves. Washington Wolves. A little I'm, alliteration. That's fine with me. I'm cool with that. But please, whatever they do, don't be presidents. We do I, not. Thank you. I had to Google <laughs> the Armada just to see what our Armada is. And the first thing that came up was the Nissan Armada. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, it's a fleet it's a of scene, warships. Right? Yeah. It's a fleet of warships is what it is. Which I guess, whatever. Might, I guess the, the Navy connections. Naval Academy down the street. He likes that. Yeah, but I do like it. It's not a plural, though, because it'd be the first team in the NFL that has a name like that, right? Like the Jazz or the Magic. Think of that, dog. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It'd be a very interesting name. But I really don't give a fuck. Just name the team. Thank you. (laughs) Just get it over with, please. All right. Let's get to this roster real quick. Um, I thought it would be fun to look at the 53 guys that we have and think about where we've come uh, relative to the past couple of years when we've been sitting here before we've won evaluating our team. Because I think an argument can be made that in 2019, certainly we had the worst opening day roster in the league. Last year, there was a lot of maybes and ifs because you didn't know what you're going to get from somebody like Alex Smith or Dwayne Haskins or even Chase Young. But the roster was probably kind of viewed in the same light. I remember we were having a podcast two summers ago and I think Cliff had said, Bill Barnwell said it was the worst roster in the NFL and predicted three and 13. And we were like, no fucking way, three and 13. And we, we went three and 13. So, um, yeah. So, uh, let me ask you guys this where do you think this team, like roster wise, ranks 
you know, let's do something. I'm going to go through other teams and you just give me a quick yes or no. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Patriots. Be quick. Um, I'm going to say I'm par. Equal. Push. Steelers. Steelers. Uh, give me our roster. Packers. I mean, I mean, Packers, obviously, because. I mean, the quarterback. <laughs> I mean, the guy, the guy, <laughs> three, four, I'll post. Jair, you make the top 100. You guys I love that. So disrespectful. What Extreme disrespect. That, that list really just annoys me because it's a popularity contest amongst the players. Mm -hmm. There's no way in hell that Jair Alexander shouldn't be on top 100. He's a top yeah. three cornerback, so that math doesn't really work out to me. He's a dog. Eagles. Ours. Us. Yeah. Raiders. Us. Us. Broncos. That's a tough one. I will go. I will truly say a push on that one. Just like us. Good defense. Questionable quarterback play. Good Skill position players, a good running back. They just added Sertan. Minded head coach. Just added Sertan. They got Vaughn Chubb. What's the safety again? Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons. You know what? I, oh, God damn it! I might give them the edge. I'd probably. I but it's, if I give them, I give them the edge by too much. But, so I actually, I'm gonna call the push. And here's why. One, they signed RB, right? So they literally signed a corner. Our you know what I'm saying? We, the linebackers are kind of, yeah, like they're inside linebackers. Similar. Yeah. Similar ours. But if once you remove, because they're sort of built the opposite way. Like they're built from the back. Obviously, they got yeah. Miller and Chubb, but they're down one. And nothing, nothing impressive. Their O-line is meh. So, yeah, I would say it's even. Okay, let me ask y'all a question. Who has a better receiving room? Wide receiver room? They do. Right now, I have to say them. Seahawks. Uh, I'd say us, man. Russell Wilson? That's one player. Yeah, a hell of a player, but one player does not a whole team make with a better roster. That player puts their roster over the top of me. Remember? We played them. Yeah. We literally didn't move the ball. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so well, well yeah because because you had old lap dance taking snaps that day remember that yeah, but that's, that's my point like they're when we played them last year it didn't seem like they were well ahead of us yeah. like in that game and that like in terms of like talent i thought like our talent levels was, was near theirs for real <laughs> he called this man old lap dance <laughs> <laughs> Bears. Us. I'm taking us. I think people are kind of disrespecting the Bears. I love the Bears defense. Like, the, the, the Bears kind of get disrespected in terms of how people talk about them. But the Bears were not terrible last year. They got a couple the, dogs in defense. Golden eight and eight last year. Roquan? Eight and eight. That's right. They actually have one of the older eight. teams in the league. I would say. Our team has better younger talent. They have more. They have better proven players. Like the Akeem Hicks of the world. Obviously, Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, Eddie Jackson. Yeah, their O line stinks though. Stinks. 
Shit, they just added Jason Peters as left tackle, so you know how that's going to end up with they like. Yeah, they, yeah, their tackles are Jermaine Fetty and Jason Peters. That's yeah. good. Speaking of old teams, uh, Jim Kemsky, not Jimmy Kemsky, yeah, Jimmy Kemsky from um, Philly Voice, he did his annual, like, the age of teams, like, where they rank. Um, I was surprised to see how low we rank on, like, that list. The Jets are the youngest team in the NFL. Washington is one, two, three. That's also probably because of fits, too. I was about to get there. 21. We're 21st youngest team in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, but that number is obviously skewed by Fitz, uh, Sheriff, Logan Thomas also is already 30. I believe that Daryl Roberts is already 30. You know, these, these are – I've named three guys. Leno, Beeson. Kenneth is not young. True. True, true, true. Like, Atlanta Collins is above the average. But like, it's just a – we have certain players on our team that are, are a little bit above that, that threshold. Because what, what's the average age right now? Probably like 26 and a half, 27? Uh, I don't know. The, the smack dab in the middle is the Raiders at 25.7. The Chargers at 17 at 25.8. So let's just call like 25 and a half, 25 yeah, and, and a like, quarter. And, and like think about it, Like Terry's 25. Yep. So like – yeah, no, I mean, where are we on our list makes sense. Right. And like you said, like having – because even our bad quarterbacks aren't young. Right. And also, I mean, you think about it, this number could dip next year because you've named like three or four guys that it's possible they won't be here next year. Fitz may or may not. It's looking like Sheriff won't be. Collins may or may not. We know Logan Thomas is going to be here for a couple of years, but there's Bostic. some players who are one-year deals that are already 30 years old that might not. Bostic, that's another guy. Uh, Heineke's 28, Corey. Yeah. Okay, let's get back to these teams. Um, Vikings. I would say I'll take us on that. Yeah, I'll probably lean towards us on that one. Dolphins. Whoo, that's a good one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I still take us. Hold on. Let me see something real quick. <laughs> I Corey. think I took the Dolphins. Jones, bro, Xavier. That's surprising, man. I know the Dolphins are good, but I'd lean us. I think I'd lean us, but not by too much. I think I think offensively we stack up with them. Yeah. Defensively, they got some talent over there, though, man. Sure do. Sure do. Xavier Howard just got a new deal one year after getting a new deal, which is crazy. But shout out to you, get that bag, young man. Christian Wilkins on the line. Yeah. I definitely got players, man. That's mm-hmm. one of the people that I that I really thought could benefit from getting somebody like Najee Harris with their second first round pick. But um, nah, you you let me tell you something, Miles Gaskin. I'm gonna surprise you, folks. Man. People sleeping on Miles. I don't know why they sleeping on that yeah. boy. Yeah, I, I think no. Miles Gaskin's gonna play pretty well. I thought he played pretty well last year. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Buccaneers. Come on, Bucks. Yeah, come on now. Browns. <laughs> Browns. Yeah. Browns. Yeah. Giants. Us. I know you a Giants guy. Wait, wait, hold up. Giants guys? <laughs> so now the Giants and Philly are my squad? <laughs> no. <laughs> you shifted from Philly to the Giants, man. Oh, so you said I'm just dick riding our biggest ops. That's what you're saying. Everybody, all right, man. Don't call you, man. We're referring to you as a dick riding dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You, you came on my podcast and called me a double agent. You said I can't 
I don't know who you're rooting for out here. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Buffalo Bills. Buffalo. Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. yeah, you know who that is. Yeah. It, it was interesting, though, the Chiefs, the Chiefs roster, if you look at their defense on paper, you that defense looked like it could be food. Think so? Have you seen their depth chart on defense? Uh, Chris Jones, Aaron Reed, Frank Clark, Nick Bolton inside, Hitchens is solid. Honey Badger. Yeah, that secondary looking a little suspect. <laughs> <laughs> secondary is looking oh, very man. suspect. Damn. That's right. They let Breland walk. They let, they let another corner walk, too. I forget, but yeah, that could be a problem. You're going to have to refresh my memory clip. That corner, uh, 38. I, just, I can visualize his jersey hey, in my Jerry head. Sneed. Sneed. He <laughs> can play, bro. He can play like shit. Him and me, him and Tyron, that's a that's a good enough thing. I'm not saying to like make up for all failures in the secondary, but those are two studs you got out there. God forbid they get an injury, though. Facts, big facts. All right, Saints. Saints. <sighs> Saints close. Yeah, really close. Damn. Whoa, not even close. I I might not have close. I just rewind that. Would you not go? Close. I don't think you stay close. I mean, their O line is, is great. Their O line is incredible. It is they, very they, good. We they they Armstead, yeah, yeah. Like y'all might <laughs> over overvalue wide receivers. Like their wide receiver, their uh, wide receiver tight end group is is probably bottom third. Probably it's bottom ten in the league, right? Because Slant Man is out. Mm-hmm. Defensively, though, they got dogs. Man. They got dogs, man. Yeah, in the secondary at the linebacker spot, Quan, Demario, obviously. Cameron Jordan. Yo, Cameron Jordan had been doing it for a minute, too. Yeah. How was Cameron? He's got to be like 33. Yeah. He was first time picking 20 in line. Mm, still doing it. He's a this monster. Turn, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll, take, I'll take the same step. All right. Baltimore Ravens. 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 Lions. Next question. Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> um, Cardinals is tricky, man. Because of Kyler. No, because the, the roster. Buda Baker. The roster is being held back. By the coach. By someone who is not qualified to be their head coach, man. Mm-hmm. He has some talent over there, man. But Marcus. he does not have the bona fides to be a head coach, period. Yeah. Byron yeah. Murphy. Buda. Um. David Collins, Isaiah Simmons, Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt. Don't forget your man, though. Hmm. Rondell Moore. Oh, my God. And yeah, they said Rondell Moore, yeah. Rondell Rondell Moore. Huge that offense, bro. A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, mm-hmm. Hopkins. Running back. Yeah, so, I've been like Edmonds better than I like Kenyon Drake, and I like Kenyon Drake. Yeah. So what? how long is this leash going to be on King, Kingsbury, man? I don't know, man. I, it, when it becomes painstakingly clear to everybody that he's – fucking up Kyler's uh, momentum, then that's when he's going to get the little boot. Because you can make the argument that while Kyler's exciting and he's playing great, obviously, but, like, are you really going to win a championship with them two, like, together? Because Kyler is the truth. Don't get it twisted. It's got to be the other guy. You ain't winning shit with Cliff Kingsbury, dog. No. Very simple. Yeah. That should be, for me, it's like, 
that isn't even up for, I won't even entertain the conversation about it. <laughs> the guy was a losing football coach at and Texas Tech. Yep. I, the thing about college football is good coaches in college win games, dog. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what school you send them to. They're going to fucking win. They're going to fuck. They, they, they did for sure won't be out here with top QB talent. They're going four and eight, five and seven. Now, you're not a good coach. They got to get who's, – who's – um, let's just see Texas Tech play. And Texas Tech actually looks pretty decent now. I don't see how you could look at someone like Cliff Kingsbury and think to yourself, well, we're going to start winning games one day. When he's shown, he's never shown you that he can coach a team that wins games. Bro, on some real shit, I didn't realize that defense had that much damn talent. Yeah. They just stacked over there, man. Mm-hmm. They should win that division, in my opinion, but they're not going to. Yeah, they definitely not winning that shit. Because their coach is fourth out of four in that yep. division. And he's like <laughs> not even close to the other three, right? Like not even close. If you gave any of those other three coaches in that division, that team, they win the division. Yep. Facts. All right. Uh, Indy, Colts. I'll go. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with us. Yeah. Yeah. I actually push. Uh, push. I don't know about that, man. Don't they got the best O-line in the league? Uh, I think the Saints do. I was gonna say the same. Colts is probably number two, but they nah. But they remember they lost. They lost what's Costanzo, right? Costanzo retire. Yeah, sign Eric Fisher. But you still got Nelson and Kelly inside. Yeah, and our line is good. Line is good. Receiving core is okay. Stuff. Yeah, I, I like Michael Pittman Jr. Receiving core is okay. I think, I think they are more of a, a well coached team. Than they are talented. Yeah. That's my opinion on it. Because that's second, some really good players. Yeah, but I feel like they are a very well coached team. I like that front seven though on defense. Buckner, Grover, Quiddy Pay. They just drafted Leonard. Yeah, they got some ball players over there on that front, but that secondary look a little shaky. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna push. Yeah, I was about to say that's got to be a push. You know who's a sleeper for the best O-line in the NFL, if you really think about it, mm. the Browns. Let me go to Cleveland real quick. I can yes, tell you. I can say Browns and Saints. They got, they got Willis, Batonio, Treader, Wyatt Teller, and Jack Conklin. That's yeah. pretty damn pretty solid. good. Yep. Yeah, I think them in the okay. Saints. That's why they run the rock like that. <laughs> All right, Jets. Us. Hundo. Texans, same thing. Right. Titans. Titans. Um, uh, that, yeah, that's Corey and his love of wide receivers showing. I was just going <laughs> to say, say that. I was just what do, you say that. do you think of that, Cliff? I think it's they awesome. have We do not. They have they have better high end talent, like at the top of the roster, right? Hill Kevin, one. They got, they got big uh, buyer. They got. Um, they signed Bud Dupree. Obviously, they got Derrick Henry. Like they have some high end players. I like that. I, 
Shepard and Jayon Brown, Sean Evans. They some ball players. They're paper thin on defense. The defense is terrible. It was terrible last year. Uh, yeah, I, I would have to agree. They're, I mean, they signed Janoris Jenkins to be their starting cornerback. That's not working yeah. out in 2021. I like Amari Hooker. I like Kevin Byron, obviously. Is Christian Felton going to work out as a rookie in the slot? Is Harold Landry going to keep putting up sacks? Like, even Rashawn Evans, like, has he? He's been good. He's been all right. I'll give yeah. him credit. I'm calling the push. I'm going to call the push. Here's why. Look. We might not like the unit. We, we can't take away Landry, Jayon Brown, Rashawn Evans. Those are three solid-ass linebackers, and they added Bud Dupree. That's a solid four right there. Now, overall, as a group, I feel you maybe the unit might not be that great, but they got a couple ball players over there. I'm going to push. All right. Farley, and, uh, they said Elijah Baldwin played in, in a really good camp. I'm going to push. All right, Jags. Next. Yeah. Bengals. Next. Our week one opponent, Los Angeles Chargers. <sighs> Damn. I'm I think our teams are in the same, mm-hmm. that same area talent-wise. I think the only mm-hmm. difference between us and a lot of those teams where we're talking push overall roster is that they have uh, – more respectable QB play is what I would say. Yeah. Also, when you think about it, for some reason, the Chargers, I don't think they're better than us. They have more well-established stars. So I think people might think they're better than us. Joey Bosa is a well-established star in the NFL. Uh, Derwin James, I mean, albeit he's been out of the game for two years, but he was a first-team all pro as a rookie. He's back in the, in the fold. Keenan Allen is a great wide receiver. We obviously already talked about Justin Herbert. Like, these guys are, like, household names. Like, niche communities don't even really know about Terry McLaurin, how good he is. People don't talk about Antonio Gibson like that outside of really, like, fantasy production, but how good of a player he actually be. Obviously, we have Chase Young. But we don't have, like, notable stars, I feel like. We're kind of slept on. You also left out Austin Eckler. Uh, Eckler gets a lot of attention for fantasy, but I think, like, he, he's not really considered like a top like 15 back. I mean, he's nice. I like Eckler, but he's not like a well-known running back entity in NFL, I feel. Or my luncheon. I mean, I'm with you as far as like he gets a lot of praise through fantasy and stuff. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Eckler. I think he run, catch, catch out the backfield. He does a lot. I just think last year was unfortunate he had that injury. Um, don't Also keep in mind they added <laughs> a solid left tackle with Rashawn Slater out of the draft who I'm sure we'll get to a little later. Brian will mm-hmm. go on the right side. Lindsey at center. They, they, they working with something over there. No, they're very solid. But, again, like, you got to win more than seven games. How, many, how long have we been doing this for the Chargers? <laughs> I mean, we won seven games. Uh, no, but what I'm saying is but we've been garbage. I feel like everybody always says, oh, is this the year for the Chargers? Is this the year they're actually putting it all together and break through? Like, they've been, like, middling to pretty decent for like 15 years straight outside of like a couple of years. Yeah, but their roster now is very different than it was three years ago. Like this is a mm-hmm. um your guy Adderley's on there. Uh Kenneth Murray. Mm-hmm. Love Murray. He flies they have different guys. Isn't Chris Harris there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Asante Samuel. Uh-huh. Yep. Like their team their roster is very different than it was like two, three years ago. 
I know he probably pushing 50, but they added Jared Cook at tight end, too. Makes plays. They sure, they sure did. Yeah, sure it's did. a very well-constructed roster. Like, I'm kind of surprised they trusted Brandon Staley to it. Like, I would have brought in somebody with a little more experience to coach um, this roster, but... Nah, Staley is the hip, the hip man, man. Staley's uh, defensive schemes, like, teams are copying them across the league, which, I mean, we, I think I talked about this last time we got here. It's like... Sure, you can copy his scheme. You're not going to have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. But good luck. But yeah, his, he is a very well-regarded. Mm-hmm. He's the the new. He is the first defensive <laughs> genius, quote unquote, that we've had in a while. Yeah. <laughs> like like labeled by the media, but that's that is its own complicated conversation. Mm-hmm. Because right. I feel like a lot of times when it comes to how assistants get crowned by like the NFL media and then how we end up with all these white coaches all the time, the two a lot of times go hand in hand because these assistants start getting a lot of praise and all this genius talk starts with the writers, mm-hmm. right? And then all of a sudden owners want those guys. So, I, mean, most people, I think Brady Stamps coaching like D3 three four years ago. Because a lot of people are co- uh, copying of the Fancher's defense, and he sort of did an adaptation of that. But that motherfucker's our age, so keep that in mind. <laughs> he was a John Carroll in 2015, 2016. As a he is now a coach of the is like the track. Oh, yeah. He went from defense coordinator to John Carroll, linebackers coach, linebackers coach. He was a coordinator in L.A. for a year. A year, Cliff. Like you said, they I mean, they copying that scheme, and I'm not taking that from him. He Clearly, he's a young and up-and-coming guy on the defensive side of the ball, but you can't copy Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, bro. So, I mean, we gonna, obviously, we're going to find out here shortly on Sunday. But. but we also can't – it's also just weird to call you a genius after you did it for one year coaching the two best defensive players in the league. First time being defensive coordinator in the league. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, no doubt. That's, that's a good point. They have a very young coaching staff in general. I think I was looking at this a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. None of their coordinators have any experience. Actually, I think their old coordinator was with the Lions for two years. So that's not really saying much. Joe Lombardi. Joe yeah. Hart, that's right. Yeah. Very young staff. So, uh, I mean, I get it. Brandon Staley is probably on track to be one of the best like young prodigy head coach uh head coaches in the league like on a defensive like uh aspect but uh that's a very young staff i I can't say we will see because the the rams defense was pretty damn good two years ago with wade phillips there Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you're literally coaching the two best defense players in the league who, who play at such unique positions to where and in such dominant ways that, like, you can literally build your whole defense mm-hmm. around the most unblockable player and the best coverage guy. Yep. You did it for one year and it calls you a genius. Woo! American. <laughs> <laughs> that is, wow. That is like, what an American. Only in America. That's, I'll just leave you with that. Only in America. <laughs> like, that's wild to me, man. <laughs> All right, Rams. Rams. Um, uh, Rams. 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 The Rams have fucking whole like. We just ain't two of them. 
Rams. <laughs> I remember the disrespect when I said he's better than Prime Watt. People were like, nah, you're crazy. Who's crazy now, bro? Like, this man is a fucking monster. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Paul put me on the uh, Aaron Donald. Yeah, Paul was high on there. Well, listen, <laughs> Paul was a big Aaron Donald guy. He was really, but obviously, even Paul didn't think he was going to be like one of the top <laughs> five players all the time. Like, jeez. <laughs> he's just a big ass muscle, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, just for the record, I also sit on the table for like, who else? Like Bakari Rambo. So my word is not really worth <laughs> hey, much. You, you got to bring a Rambo, though. We try to give you props right now. Don't do that. <laughs> Phil Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Falcons. Us. Cowboys. Us. Let's see. I'm not a push. I see the Cowboys is a push right now. I might be, maybe I'm being a homer, but I'm going to say us. If you if you took their offense, then you took our defense, you had the best team in the league. But I feel like our issue, like our teams are like counterbalancing with each other. That makes sense. I don't know, Cliff. I, I mean, and you know, we've had several discussions about their primary running back, Ezekiel Elliott, who I feel like he's on the downside. He doesn't have that explosion no more. He's someone who they consider puts him over the top. Obviously, Dak, but we know Dak got one leg and he has one shoulder right now. So how long is that going to last? Um, obviously, I'm a big fan of CD and Amari. The old line is still there. Of course, the receivers. Man. I get you. That. <laughs> but that deep, their defense, man, that's, their defense is boo boo. Like their defense is questionable, but our offense is questionable. Man. I feel We're you. On you paper, right. our offense You're, is questionable. I feel you. Right? Like, we have way more confidence in our offense than most people do. Yeah. That's it. That's all 31. We're, like, middle of the pack, right? I yep. feel there, there was as many, like, definite yeses versus definite noes and some, like, maybes. But to go to be in the middle of the pack in year two of Rivera, I mean, that's a damn good situation to be in right now, bro. So, I'll take it. Absolutely. We could be having the same conversation next September and be talking about this exact same roster as it's constructed right now without any changes and be like so many players made a big step up in their game. They went from like, like bottom of the pile to middling to like top 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that's the difference between us and some of those other rosters is that we have multi, some of our key guys have not hit their prime. Yep. We've not seen their best play. We might see it this year. And then this is a different conversation. that we see. Three of our four defensive linemen can elevate their game to another level. I would, I would think, like, not, not even taking nothing away from John Allen. I, obviously, he can still get better, but I think Payne can go to another level. Obviously, Montez and Chase can go to another level. Um, obviously, Gibson can go to another level on the offensive side of the ball. McLaurin, I don't even think we've seen the best of McLaurin yet. So, I mean, we got a lot of young talent, man, and a lot of key positions that if they just if they just take another step, I mean, it's. It's going to be interesting to see where this roster will be at, Paul, in 2022. Yeah, most definitely. Also, to echo what you just said, and we'll get into this more when we do the actual game preview in a little bit, but um, another person that can take a big step forward is Scott Turner. Like, think about how many times we bashed him on this podcast last year when we thought he was, oh, what is this motherfucker doing? You ain't no Like, you know? Like, <laughs> now he actually has a quarterback that he can work with. He has weapons, like, we barely saw him get in his bag last year. Like, now let's see you 
actually do what we brought you in here to do. Like, we wasn't dogging them that much, was we? Uh, I think you forget some of the podcasts, man. I really think you forget some of the podcasts, like week five, like week six. We was really giving it to, to Scotty on this podcast. We were dogging everybody because the team was like one in five. It was fucking boo boo. Of course. So I'm saying I think he's done enough in the intermediate that like we feel like he could be up and comer, like actually at the position, like at right the 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 um yeah the position. Like, I feel you. Yeah. Play caller, but yeah. I don't think that he was able to do a lot last year with the quarterback. And Absolutely. So, and now I'm saying that you have the weapons, you have a quarterback. You're year two in the system. You can like call pretty much whatever you want with the talent you have here. Sans some like running plays with with Fitzpatrick. No, I'm with you on that. I see you get in your bag. Yeah. A lot of intriguing uh, matchups on Sunday. It's a lot of names in this game. Like one of the most intriguing matchups in the entire weekend anywhere in the NFL. Like yeah, Chase Young, Montez Sweat versus Laga and Slater, Logan Thomas against Derwin James. You're going to see McLaurin and Samuel versus Sante Samuel Jr., Chris Harris, Gibson versus Murray, our defensive interior versus Corey Lindsley, who's their big addition at, at center, which really solidified the O line. You know, Collins and Curl versus Eckler. And so let's start talk by talking about that. What matchup do you think that you're most looking forward to seeing? And like, which one do you think is the most crucial? I mean, for me, I'll probably Jason go. Slater. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You, you stole my thunder, but go ahead. That's the same Chase, one. Chase versus Slater. Man. Yep. Literally. Chase versus Slater. Slater versus yep. Yeah, that's all we ever heard about. Oh, you know, Slater. That's how he made his name. He shut down. Ch- I'm sure Chase Young was well aware of that. Um, and then Sweat versus Belaga. Think that's the game. Look, you're playing against top quarterback. Uh, well, not well, not the top quarterback, but a top quarterback in the league, right? The game's gonna come down to getting pressure on Justin Herbert, like I always thought. So, hey, man, that's the uh, ninety-nine ninety. Yes, sir. That's as we all know. That's where we. That's our strength. Our D line. And I'm sure the Chargers feel confident in what they've done in drafting Slater and Bulaga. So it's going to be a test for 90 and 99 to go against Slater and Bulaga. Um, I'm sure they, they'll they probably slide that protection to Slater's side because, I, I mean, yeah, Slater had a good run versus Chase in college. But this ain't college no more, motherfucker. You got man up again. So, and I'm like Cliff said, I'm sure Chase has heard all that noise. I'm sure he's seen those couple highlights of Slater, <laughs> you know, blocking Chase versus when it was Northwestern versus Ohio State. So it's, it's that's going to be a hell of a matchup. I'm really looking forward, honestly, to seeing how they uh, deploy Curl and Collins together. I think the first official, official depth chart came out a couple of days ago. It had Curl free safety. We know we're going to see a lot of looks, but these two guys against their skill set at wide receiver. And uh, not only that, but they're like like Jared Cook and Austin Eckler, who they love to get out in the screen game. It's going to be an interesting chess uh, match between the two coaching staffs to see how they put these players in position to kind of negate that part of the game for them mm-hmm. also like we like we kind of mentioned on a previous pod like deron Payne, john allen inside what's what how are they going to match up with you know Corey lindsley the new addition on the chargers offensive line um i'll be honest i'm not too familiar with the two guards matt feeler and oday i don't know how you say his name a bougie or whatever mm-hmm. um but they're going to bring their a game because we also had a return of matt ionitis um and I'm expecting big things from them in 98. So I know, I know obviously we focused on the matchup of Chase, Montez versus Tackles, but that interior is going to be a hell of a battle as well. You know what's going to be really clear early in this game is if our receivers, which I think 
are some of the best separators in the NFL from a talent standpoint, are they going to be able to get any movement against the secondary? Because they're going to end up either putting somebody like Kazir White or Kenneth Murray or even Derwin James. Like if Gibson tries to do anything out of the backfield or they try to put him in motion or try to get him in a mismatch, they're going to put one of their dogs out there. And then you're going to have McLaurin and you're going to have Humphreys or Diami, and it's going to be Chris Harris and it's going to be Asante Samuel Jr. It's going to be uh, my boy Nasir Adderley. Like they have good defensive backs and they're probably going to be very well coached. So you're going to have to actually step up and be the, uh, the receiving core that we really hope that you guys are going to be are in 2021. But I actually think their corners are their weakness uh, overall, though, right? Chris Harris did not have a great, uh, good season last year. Had a couple of Obviously, you took Samuel Jr., but he's a rookie, second-round pick. Michael Davis is the other corner. I actually think that is an area we can exploit. Because Derwin, Derwin on Logan Thomas, that's going to be interesting because I could see that being a complete shutdown. And mm-hmm. a big concern there is a Derwin James pick or Derwin James making some sort of play uh, on maybe um, converting it to Fitzpatrick error. But I feel like their corners, this is not a good matchup for their corners. Yeah. I'm just going to warn their corners now. This I'm glad you pointed out with um... – I'm glad you made that point about Derwin James too, Cliff, because he's going to be on Logan, but you also know they're going to put him in position to make plays on Fitzpatrick in that backfield because he's going to blitz. He's going to come from all angles. Like <laughs> like Paul said before, we know he's coming off injuries, but Derwin James is still a dog, and he can impact the game from every level. You need to know where 33 is at at all times. So <laughs> I'm interested to see how they, how they utilize Derwin James again because it's been a while since we've seen him on the field. I was just thinking about it. This might be the fastest defense we're going to see the entire year. I mean, I'm looking at who we're playing, like maybe outside of Tampa Bay. Obviously, they're very, very fast on defense uh, with Devin White and with um, Levante David. But Chargers are a close second. Like, they have speed everywhere. And Murray, Murray runs in the four fours, right? Sir, sir. You know, I know Paul kind of mentioned it to Brooklyn, but a major uh, matchup is RLBs versus Eckler, man. Because as we know, we ain't been able to cover nobody out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we all are fantasy players as everybody else is out there. And Austin Eckler is a problem in the open field. And mm-hmm. that is a major concern of mine because obviously, I mean, we, we don't know where Jamin's going to be at yet. This is going to be his first game. I'm not going to, I'm not expecting great things from him just yet. He's still learning the position. Um, Bostic is the last person we want to see in coverage. Um, but also that might be a situation where, like Paul mentioned before, if you got curl free safety, maybe you bring curl down in the Buffalo nickel, then you maybe have curl cover him outside of the backfield, or or maybe they'll put Holcomb in that situation. But that's that's a major, major matchup as far as what are we gonna do with Eckler because they're gonna get that brother the ball, whether it's handoff or quick screens, halfback screen. They that he's a playmaker outside of that backfield. So that that's definitely one of my concerns. Yeah, but you know, you know. What I'm interested to see, like you bringing up Eckler, is this week one, what is the tackling going to be like? Our team has played in the preseason a lot. I think that might be helpful. Yeah. Ironically, their team has not played in the preseason at all. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's pretty much been the standard for all the – what's his name? The guys who have become from the McVeigh tree. That all like, start, yes, like no snaps, right? Mm-hmm. They go, 
Let's see what the tackle is like. Got to tackle. But right, someone like Eckler, that shit's going to come down to tackle. Mm-hmm. Got to tackle. Can't just be missed tackles everywhere. Like, how are y'all flying the ball? I feel like that's the one difference with our defense now is that our defense is fast. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you might – you try to make one guy miss, but it's not just going to be you and one guy. Yeah, definitely. Swarm to the football. I feel like we're a very good gang tackling team, though. Mm-hmm. Like, you never see anybody loafing out there. That's one thing that's changed drastically on this defense over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right, let's get to these 10 keys to the game. Um, it's going to be a tough matchup. Honestly, it's one of our tougher matchups of the year if we're getting week one here at home, which, by the way, uh, is close to being a sellout, by the way. Mm-hmm. Y'all saw that. Like, I think yeah. they're sell 1,000 tickets shy of their first sellout since 19 or no, I said 19. 2017. I mean, small victories, right? Hey, baby steps, man. It's good to see the fan base, you know, getting riled up, getting intrigued to get back in the stadium and support the team. I mean, we've been many years for us not to show up, you know, so <laughs> obviously everybody's all in on the new Rivera, so let's get it. It's exciting. Big facts. All right. First things first, we got to limit the big plays. We saw it towards the end of last year. I mean, really, it was a problem most of the season. Just giving up way too many chunk plays in the secondary. It was honestly the one thing the defense said was kind of a question going into this year, which I think is part of the reason why they invested so much in the secondary. Um, last year, Justin Herbert, I think he finished fifth in the NFL in passes over 20 yards, and he only played in 15 games. I mean, for what it's worth. Uh, and they definitely have the weapons where they can actually just do chunk plays on us if we aren't on our shit. So, that's the first thing that I really think that needs to be like, like first thing off the breath, off the box, don't give anything deep. Don't give it any like long plays, like Clips said, you got tackled, you know, gang tackle. Make sure that they're not like turning a five-year game to like, into like 20, 30, 40. Don't have Keenan Allen putting your cornerbacks out there in the matrix on the island. Um, but yeah, like you said, big plays. Mike Williams, he's always good for a big play with the Chargers. He might not finish the game because, you know, he always gets injured, but <laughs> he gives him two or three big plays before the game is out. Uh, I've also I was reading they, they're they're pretty high on the wide receiver Joshua Taylor from Tennessee. man. They say this kid is a playmaker. So, like you said, Paul, yeah. the defense got to be on a on a P's and Q's because, you know, Herbert will let that thing go. He could throw that ball a good 67, 67 yards. So. Um, need to be worried about Jalen Guyton. Um, Jalen Guyton is someone that they like to Guyton too. Yeah, yeah. Out there, oh. yeah. Make some oh. big plays down the field. Average eighteen yards a catch last year. Mm-hmm. Hooked up with um, with Herbert on some big plays, but the big play shit down the field that shit comes down to getting the quarterback. Yep, that's what the game's gonna be about, man. Yeah. Uh, that's actually number two on my list. Get to the quarterback. And we'll get back to Guyton and Palmer because that's actually number four on my list. Um, but let, let's talk a little bit about the pass rush. Um, Herbert was, was one of the, I don't want to say the most sacked quarterbacks in the league last year. Uh, I think he finished in like 12th in sacks. So not the worst, but, you know, he took a lot of like rookie mistakes, taking sacks um, in inopportune times. Uh, they obviously shorted that line a little bit this year with Corey Lindsley, and they brought in um, – Slater to play left tackle, so they hope to give him a little bit more time. But Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Matt Ioannidis, Ron Payne, um, it was see Jamie Davis on the blitz, John Allen. Like, 
Timmy Settle. Tim Settle, this is when you shine. This is when you wanted the best. The best is here now for week one, or one of the best at least. Um, can you create enough pressure to get a good young quarterback off his game? Like Cliff said, like they didn't have any preseason practice. Like they had, they're coming out rusty. So can we throw him enough off his game to actually put some pressure on him? Defense got to get off to a fast start, man. Cliff mentioned they haven't played all preseason. Don't allow them to get into no rhythm. Like you said, Herbert was sacked a lot last year. That's because he's he has so much confidence in himself that he holds onto the ball and just feels like he can make every play, make every throw. So like Cliff mentioned, if the defense can, you know, have the impact that we expect them to, don't allow them to get into a rhythm. I mean, I, I think we can control the line of scrimmage and we should be okay. Well, I mean, this is a long-term season-long warning. I'm saying this now. These quarterbacks that we're going to be playing against that want to get out the pocket, extend plays, you better watch yourself out here. <laughs> right? Because it's one thing. One, you're not going to be faster than either of our DNs. Right. Like, unless you're fucking Lamar. You know what I'm saying? Like you're or Kyler, you're not gonna be faster than these dudes. Mm-hmm. You might get hurt out here. <laughs> like, I'm, and I'm like, this is no bullshit. I think the guys who try to extend plays with the scrambling, not the guys who run like Jalen Hurts. He gave us problems because he runs. That's different. He Joe you know, Burrow on that goal line hit. Right. If you are out here trying to extend plays with your legs. 99 and 90 might have you on IR. We knocking <laughs> hands off here. <laughs> so, I, I think, I feel like the game plans versus us are going to be about getting the ball out quick. I think I sent, sent this to y'all text wise. Like, I am more worried about when we face the sharp older guys who are like, like Brady, who dices, dice and Rogers. Like, they just, mm-hmm. they just know how to get the ball out. Yep. If you want to hold the ball, try to extend it, get outside the pocket. All right. Mm-hmm. I, don't think that's, I don't think that's a healthy way to live. Hey, the, the way that Burrow curled up on that goal line like fried shrimp is hilarious to even think about. Like, <laughs> like the way he hit this man, this man just folded like a folding chair. That just was. Ugh. Oh. Number three, Jamin Davis. I'm sure Maga Jack and Rivera got a plan for Jamin to succeed. And make plays, and like you said, hopefully they put him in a situation where he could blitz. You know, cover the running back out of the backfield. Not just not enough plays where he's out there thinking too much. Put him in a situation where he knows, okay, this is my keys, and that's what I got to key in on, and just play ball, man. I'm patient with rookies, man. So I'm not. I'm really, I really just, I'm not, I'm not going to jump to conclusions about uh, Davis off one game or off yeah. the first couple of games. Not at all. Not at all. All right, number four. Like you guys mentioned, we got to watch Guyton and Palmer. Because how many week ones have we just come out and gotten beaten by, like, the Nelson Aguilar's of the world? Mm-hmm. It's always some, I don't want to say no-name scrub, because these guys are actually decent, but, like, some, like, unheralded receiver comes out and just cooks us. And it makes it end up being a difference in a close game. It happens damn near every year. So mm-hmm. we know what Guyton could do. Like Cliff mentioned, 18 yards per clip last year. It was a big play receiver for Herbert. Um, pretty much all year long. Uh, they love Josh Palmer. He's one of my favorite, like, sleeper receivers out in the draft out of Tennessee. 
I don't know if it's going to be St. Jude's or if it's going to be Jackson or a combination of them two and Fuller or what have you, but you got to find an answer for these guys all day long. Let's go, Juice. It's definitely going to be Juice. Juice going to be out there, man. This is, hey, rookie's been put, he's been put in situations like they they feel like, you know, obviously they let Jimmy Moreland go, so clearly they, they got confidence to say Juice to get the job done, so I'm interested to see where they're going to line up Fuller out. Are we going to put Fuller on Keenan Allen? Is Keenan going to be in a slot? You know, like, obviously, are they going to put Mike and Palmer outside, or is it going to be Guyton inside? Like, it, I'm interested to see how they plan on doing those matchups, because Obviously, you don't. I don't. I'm not too comfortable putting St. Juice on Keenan Allen just yet, because um, we know Keenan Allen puts in that work. But is, this is a, this is going to be a big. This is going to be a big test for St. Juice, man. If Jackson is at 100, percent which is questionable at this point, do you think he would follow somebody like Keenan Allen? I mean, they brought him in here to be a man-to-man corner. It remains to be seen if that's how they're going to use him. But if they do let him accentuate his talent, follow a receiver, do you think they'll actually try that week one? With literally no like they didn't show that look at all in preseason. I know he was he was banged up, but still, like this is gonna be a first time go for the entire look of the defense to have mm-hmm. following receiver. I mean, I'm trying to put him in the slot though, Keenan. Yeah. So I, I just don't see how you end up follow how you follow someone like that. But I'm comfortable with Fuller being in the slot if Keenan's in there. I'm okay with that. I'm not saying that obviously, I mean, we I'm and no, that's no disrespect towards Keenan Allen. Like we know who the fuck Keenan Allen is. But if the if the plan is to have Keenan inside and we got St. Juice and Will Jack on the outside versus Guyton and Mike Will, I mean, I mean, I, I like our chances. It's 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 a hell of a matchup. A very solid wide receiver core. We haven't really talked much about Mike Williams either. I mean, Mike has been banged up a lot, like you said, but you know, top 10 pick. Very, very talented receiver has yet to put all put it all together, but who's to say that he couldn't do that for the first time? Mm-hmm. We won here in, in Landover. Let's not forget about Jared Cook at the tight end position because we've known to have tight ends kick our ass. So I understand we focus on the receivers, but let's not have Jared Cook cook us on a seam route for 50 and a touch. That's very that's a major key as well. So he's a part of that receiving core. I know he's getting older, but he's he makes a play solid pickup for the Always- Jared Cook is always making plays. I don't care where he's at. <laughs> Every year we always say he's getting older, dude, 40. I don't know how old he is, but Jared Cook, he's solid, man. He always has a couple weird drops every year, but other than that, like real, real solid. Like, and they haven't had anything with Hunter Henry like, being banked up pretty much every single year he's been in the league. Like, they mm-hmm. needed a tight end. Somebody to come in and actually be a presence there. Mm-hmm. All right. Number five, this guy is the most important one. No turnovers. Can't afford to be sloppy. Can't afford to be sloppy with a football against a team like this. Because you know that they're capable of taking advantage of any missteps by our offense, whether it be a short field for their offense or a a defensive touchdown for them. They're very capable of doing that. So you got to be really careful with football on Sunday. I mean, every Sunday, but this one in particular. I know you focus on the offense there with the turnovers, but also let's not have a muff punt and give them a short field as well because we were known for that last year. Um, let's not have our defense get a three and out and then we muff the punt and give them the ball on our 25-yard. I mean, look, you got to play clean games. I mean, that's every week, though. You got to play clean. I think that's right, – that, that goes with it. Um, I know you worry about Jared Cook and all that, but I think – we are now a 
known defense, which means teams are going to attack us a little differently. And if I had to guess based on how the league pretty much functions, teams are probably trying to run the ball, right? Instead of trying to put the team in situations that, um, so that you can, so you can throw in play action, so that you're not putting it team situation where you're dropping back 45 times versus Chase Young and sweating those guys. So I expect to see a lot of Austin Eckler. How long we've we been dealing with like running backs like him? Like how many times have we seen uh, like Brian Westbrook just come down here and give us like 20 touches for a cool 160? Bro, we seen Boston Scott come in here and kill us. <laughs> and you, told me, yeah, you know I'm right though. These little ass backs, like them scat backs. And yeah, no, we, we have historically been bad against them. Yes, 100%. All right. I mentioned this a little bit earlier. Scott Turner, man, time to show out. I know you were limited last year. I personally apologize for all the disrespect. I was very disrespectful on this podcast at times last year. Your North Sun, I shouldn't talk to you like that. But now is the time to actually show what you got and see a little bit of North in you. Let's get creative, man. You got the horses now. You got a quarterback now. This is a team you're facing on Sunday that it might end up being a shootout. Like you might need to get in your bag and, and dial up a big play to give us an edge. I got confidence in Scott, man. I don't, I don't know. I just feel I'm confident after seeing what he dealt with last year and having them shit-ass quarterbacks that we had and being able to still get this offense to be serviceable to where they didn't hold us back and we actually made it in. Like He now has talent. Like He has a quarterback that can throw the ball. He has a quarterback that he feels can make smart decisions. We've added talent on the outside and De'Ami Brown and Curtis Samuel and obviously Terry McLaurin. Like, come on. There's, there's opportunity for this offense to make some big plays down the field. And I think he's going to mix it up. I'm just interested to see really how he uses Antonio Gibson. Is it going to be all out of the backfield or is it going to be, we're going to line him up outside a little bit more. Are we going to try to take advantage of what he used to do in college a little bit more? So it, he, he has the toys to do something. So I, I think the sky's the limit for Scott, man. I'm optimistic. Look, man, I'm not apologizing for shit. I mean, Paul can apologize all he wants. I'm not sure why I'm apologizing to Scott Turner. The team was terrible on offense. You're the offensive coordinator. I think we're allowed to criticize you. Um, but I thought he, he didn't improve as the season went on. I thought he, I thought he got no, a little bit better. No, but I'm saying when we when in the moments that we were shitting on him, it's yeah. when we were a terrible offense. Yeah. I'm not sure why I would spare him in that conversation. Look, the only reason I would spare him in that conversation is because we was out there really caping for seven. That's why we <laughs> we were caping for seven. We knew this man was a problem. I was like, why is the offense so shitty? A uh, North Sun? Yeah, but we, we know shit on everyone. Ball ball we, were shitting on everyone. we were shitting on everyone. It wasn't, ju- it wasn't just one person. Everyone was getting shit. The whole guy unit. <laughs> Listen, let's, let's see what they got going, man. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm, I don't like you two have said said it all day on on on, on Scott. All right, number seven, make the game ugly. And uh, what I mean by this is, I want to see fifteen to twenty touches out of the backfield from Antonio Gibson on Sunday. Don't know if I really think that he's a long term like work workhorse back, but I think that a good way to go about this game is slowing down their defense. Like, obviously, we've mentioned how fast they are. If you were able to run the ball right at them, that's a good way to wear our defense like this down. 
So if you're able to do that, make the game ugly, like give Antonio Gibson like 20 touches, maybe like give a little, a little bit of love to uh, Patterson, a little McKissick. Like if you make this like, like a 30 carry game, I feel like that's a good way to, to come out here with a double on Sunday. I'm with you, bro. I don't even feel like we need Gibson to be the workhorse. Like he's just a playmaker, man. And that goes back to the last topic. Like Scott put him in position to make some plays. Like obviously we, we want to establish the run game, but. I think Gibson showed us last year that he can he can handle a little load, man. I'm not expecting him to go 25, 30 carries like um, Derrick Henry out here, but I, I think I think Gibson can give us 20 carries, Paul. Um, I think obviously we haven't seen McKissick a lot this preseason. I think they kind of held on to him because the simple fact that there's no need to see Gibson in the preseason. I said Gibson, no no reason to see McKissick in the preseason, just off the simple fact that you know what he's going to bring you, like. McKissick was a ball player for us last year, bro. I forget. I don't know if he has 70-plus catch or some shit like that, but that's a hell of a weapon to have. Also, somebody that you can line up outside. Um, I'm interested to see if he puts McKissick and Patterson on the field at the same time, or is it going to be McKissick and Gibson on the field at the same time, or if Curtis Samuel does actually play. How does he maneuver him around in the backfield? Like, it's a lot that you can do with Gibson, McKissick, and Jared Patterson overall with this offensive scheme. So, Scott going to scheme it up. Great. Getting rhythm early. Uh, we mentioned on last week's pod how many new pieces we have on offense here. Uh, obviously, Fitz, Dami Brown, Charles Leno Jr., uh, Sam Cosme. Um, there's been a lot of new faces on the offense side of the ball. And uh, I, I just want to say you come out there early, get in the rhythm. Um, don't come out slow. Like, don't come out and have like, a 5 for 14 for 90 yards stat line in the first half. Like, I'd like mm-hmm. to see you come out there and be crisp. I don't get too. I don't get too concerned about that kind of stuff, only because it's week one, right? We started slow in week one last year. Um, there, I think week one is when you do see uh, slow starts to games. Um, I think, like I hear you. Obviously, it'd be great they come out from the start and and they're hitting passes. But we've seen we've seen shit where you come out hot and then it dries out from there and losing it in the second half. Yep. Right, so the Eagles game two years ago. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it's more so. We haven't seen this offense with all these people on the field, so we don't. We don't know what we're gonna see. This is like the reality of it. Yeah. Right. We, because of the shitty QBs we had last year, like you noted before, Paul, we didn't get to see it either. So we don't know. We don't. We we really don't necessarily have the the fullest picture of what. Scott Turner, like what his favorite version of this offense would be. That's the exciting thing about Sunday. Honestly. That's a good point. We don't know because Scott didn't have his all his weapons that he had that he needed last year. Like, like you mentioned, we got the with the talent that we have outside. We don't we don't really know what how he wants to you know scheme it up. Is he going to be more pass happy? Is he you know it's going to be 50, 50, 60, 40? Like I'm interested to see how he plans on just just using all these weapons. All right, number nine. Um, I want us this. I want this game to kind of be a show, a, a, like a, a coming out party for this team, so to speak. They've been getting a lot of love this offseason, a lot of love. Mm-hmm. Honestly, not used to this level of respect around the nation, like about this team. Right. So I would really hate to let these people down and lay an egg on Sunday, like. We had faith in y'all, and y'all just got mopped by the, the Chargers, you know? Like, that would kind of, like, burn me in a way. But I would love to see 
the stars on this team, the rising stars on this team, the rookies will come out with competent, like, let's put on a show for the country because there's this is a very highly anticipated game. Like people have said this is one of the better games of the weekend. It is. It's a lot of star partners star partners game. And I feel the Chargers are kind of like a uh like a sleeper darling team once Definitely. again. Definitely. Like people like I know it's kind of the what's the line for this for Sunday, by the way. I think it's us by one. Uh it's it's still Chargers by one. Yeah, it's still Chargers by one. Okay. Um, but I feel like this star power on their team kind of gets more love than ours. I we mentioned this earlier. Uh but yeah, come out and look good. Come out and look good and, and put on a good show for the country and don't let the people down. Hey, I got I, I gotta push back on one thing you said. We are not getting a lot of love. I think that stuff has been a little exact. I think people are exaggerating the amount of love we get because most people are still not picking us to win the division. They still so pick it down. Like, so I, I don't see how we could be still getting all this love, but people aren't picking us to go to the playoffs. Mm. Okay, I hear what you're saying. Like, like yeah. I understand that there's a clip. There was a the, there's the Greenberg clip. There are people that are more optimistic, openly optimistic about us, mm. which I think makes people think that we're getting a lot of love. But the truth is, when people are asked who they think is going to win the division, they usually aren't picking us. Yeah. I mean, uh, Greeny's he's been the one that's been most optimistic of all the national pundits. Like. He's just <laughs> for some reason he's just been all about us. But most of his counterparts have always they end up saying like, you know, you're not gonna get what you think Fitzpatrick's what you what you're saying Fitzpatrick's gonna do, and it's gonna end up being Dallas winning the division, so on and so on. So, I I'm kind of with both of y'all on that. Like we, I, I just think Paul's trying to say we we've been seen we've been on TV a lot more with a little bit more. Oh, oh yeah, more. no no doubt they're talking about it's different. Yeah, but you know what I would say to you, Paul, if they did come out and play well on Sunday. All you would do is think about how we're going to lose on Thursday. <laughs> and, so, and so while I hear you, I know how this fan base is. That's all you all would do Monday morning. Oh, we're definitely going to lose on Thursday because we played so well. Like, that's how y'all would treat this shit. Listen, I think there's a certain portion of the fan base that might react like that, just like there's a certain portion of the fan base that would, like, Going to fall in hysterics if we did win on Sunday. So, you know, let's keep a well, buckle, keep it a spade, man. It's not everybody that's like that. There's also no. a certain there's a certain portion of fan base that if we lose, they're gonna lose their shit. <laughs> but like, I know. To, go, to go to your point about the game, look, we're playing this team that is pretty good. Yeah. Like, but so they can lose the game. They can very they uh, in most places it's either gonna be a pick'em or one point there on our side, on their side. Mm-hmm. So the result of the game. Could go either way. Up in the air. Yeah. So I can't really be like, well, we got to impress them because, yo, don't nobody give a fuck about week one, man. That's the thing about this, the NFL as the season goes on. These games become more and more relevant. Like the September games. The first four, yep. Right? So yep. let's get this W, but like, Mm-hmm. This shit don't sum the season up, man. Absolutely not. I'm not yeah. saying that at all. I'm just saying, like, oh, I'm not saying it's it just saying. Just, I'm, I'm just saying that right. we, every year, we know that literally it's almost like because the season is so short, you only play now, you're playing 17, 4, 16. The games, the beginning of the season, 
have less importance than the ones at the end. You just do. No, right. it, it, as the season goes on, you don't even remember what the fuck happened week one, week two, really. Like, it, that shit, the team ends up being so different from the team that you're seeing at the end. So, right. No, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I hear what you're saying absolutely on that. What I'm saying, and, and I'm sure you get this, it's like, so many people for the first time are like on board with this team that if we were to lose in like convincing fashion on Sunday, it might be like a I knew I shouldn't have gave y'all a chance sort of thing. Yeah, but like Paul, fuck them. I don't give a damn about them. Fuck them. <laughs> like, like one, like I said, we're you I think there are more people who maybe your opinion, like you respect their opinion and you've heard them say something. There's been a couple of them. No doubt. Not as many people picking us as I, I think people are acting like there are, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, based on all the, the season previews I've read, the podcast I've listened to, people are not down on our team. Right? That's really the difference now. It's like they bring our team up and people just shit on us and say we're going to Twelve, yep. and that's it. It's a different conversation. So mm-hmm. people are seeing that shit is overhyped. When like, no, we're just not terrible anymore. Yep, I hear you on that. That's that's a good point. That's definitely a good point. All right, number ten, last one. You got to outcoach Brandon Staley, man. Like we mentioned earlier, how inexperienced their staff is. I know that he's held in high regard around league circles, but you know. Yeah, lots of years of coaching staff on our side. You know, Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, um, even Scott Turner's been in it for a year and has had some experience down in Carolina doing the same. Um, let's put together a good game plan and let's get an edge from taking advantage of a inexperienced staff on the other side. Mm-hmm. So also take it like we've like we've already mentioned, not even just the staff, their starters have not played all preseason these dudes have been on the sideline like not only is the staff and experience the players should be rusty so hopefully the coaches are rusty but this goes back to what we mentioned earlier with scott it's gonna be scott versus staley like that's defense versus offense so we scott <laughs> i ain't bashing you i'm not bashing you like paul said we was bashing you all year i think scott's gonna come out with a good game plan and hopefully the team can execute it uh look i mean this is this wasn't on your list but Last season, we played, they played with no fans, right? A lot of, the they, one thing I noticed from the college football weekend was the defenses were much better, right? Like last year, empty stadiums, defenses feed off that energy, mm-hmm. right? And so you're going to have it, which means don't be out here getting dumbass penalties. Extending drives for them, giving them forty points. Like to me, that comes in with it, with the preparation part. Like we mentioned, Paul. Like you can't give them shit they didn't earn. Play you on that clip, but you know, I'm always good. For good. I'm, I'm I'm always good with a good fifteen early if it's you know the right situation. I ain't mad no, at it. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Greg. <laughs> you know who needs to cut that shit down too this year? Who? who? Montez. Yeah, he had a couple. Of, he had a few. He had a few dumb things last. Yeah, Montez had a few fifteen yards last year. Yeah. Oh, Montez low key be out there just talking shit. 
Montez Loki is going to establish himself as a top 10 pass rusher this year. Just remember I said it. How great would it be to have two top 10 edge rushers? Mm-hmm. I think, and, and arguably like the best one. Not saying that he is right now. I, I really think Montez is about to just, yeah. Yeah. He's a perfect number two. He's a perfect mm-hmm. number two edge rusher. It's an, it's an ideal situation for them too. I feel. Showed a different type of swagger this offseason, man. Been real confident, real vocal. Right. All right. So for the first time this season, let's move on to our predictions. Which one of y'all want to go first? <laughs> I'll go ahead and lead it off, man. Um, I just think overall it's gonna be a good game. I mean, I can't really say, I don't know who's gonna really stand out too much because obviously it's week one. Um, it's gonna be obviously different. Because there's going to be fans in the stadium this year, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of emotion in the, in the stadium. Like this is, it's a new era for this team. It's a new era for these fans. I'm expecting the fans to come show out and support their team. Like Cliff just mentioned, you, like you got to help the defense out with that emotion. Um, but I'm expecting a good game on both sides of the ball, man. Like offense, defense. I'm expecting them to come 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 to play, man. They they've had the practice. They've been putting in the work. Um, I think it's going to be pretty close, though. Um, I actually think the score is going to be 27 to 24. And that 27 is going to be off a late field goal from Dustin Hopkins. And Washington is going to start the year 1-0. Um, I'm going to go 30 to 24, Washington. I think the defense will get score on Sunday. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 27-26, Washington. Um, you know, I think we're going to jump out early on, though. Feel comfortable going into halftime with a slight margin, maybe like a touchdown, 10 points. I feel the Chargers make it close late because that's just the, the way we operate. We like to let teams back in when we haven't put away. Um, that's just typically how things work here week one. Uh, but we hold them off late. 2726. Hey. <laughs> Ain't mad at it, man. Yeah, we all picked the same one, but I don't think but we we done with that jinx era shit. I don't want to hear none of that. I don't want to hear we all pick the same team. This is a new era. Riverboat is in charge, and hopefully the team just comes to play, man. And if they hit on all cylinders, I think we should come out with the W. But it's gonna be a hell of a game. Don't sleep on these chargers because they're gonna bring it. I don't really think we have a problem with sleeping on the chargers. I, no, I think that people realize bandit. that they're pretty good. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes some of our fans are like, well, we should win this easily. Like, no, motherfucker. What are you talking we shouldn't about? be saying that about any game ever. Like, like, where do we get off saying we should win anything? It's a good question. Like, let's not forget that we're everybody else's homecoming game for the most part. Like, oh, Washington come to town? Bet. No, that's <laughs> not, not anymore, man. New era, man. New Rivera. All right, uh, you want to do these trivia joints real quick? Yeah. So we got five trivia questions. These are all going to be opening, like opening weekend based, week one opener based. Snyder era, like always. So we're only talking about Snyder era dates. All right, we got five questions. One of them is a little bit um, tricky, and I'll go through it once you all pick it. We start with Corey. You can pick uh, one 
the number between one and five, and I'll give you the question. Give me five, Cliff. All right, well, number five is the big, the um, little, this one's a little different here. So, how we're going to do, because there's a list of players that you all are going to have to name. So, they'll start with you, Corey, then say go to Paul, and then back and forth until we get it right. All right. So, on Sunday, Marantz Fitzpatrick will be starting. Marantz Fitzpatrick will be the 14th starting quarterback on opening day in the Snyder era. All right. There have been 13 before him. Who are those 13 quarterbacks? We all go back and forth? Yep. Griffin. Before I give my answer, I'll be able to write these down so I don't name the same guy twice. Or you'll, you'll just let me know. Nah, what's going on? If right. you say one wrong, it's over. So I'll just right. let you know if you say it wrong. Johnson. Yeah. Cousins. George. Josh Johnson. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, 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 sorry. You said opening day, right? I understand yes, the question. Week one. Right, I'll yeah. cut that out. Go ahead. Opening day. Rex Grossman. Donovan McNabb. Jason Campbell. Patrick Ramsey. Mark Brunel. Case Keenum. <laughs> ah, this nigga fall. <laughs> you said Brad on. Johnson, right? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. There's only one left. There's five left. No, it's five, five left. Five left. I'm looking at the year. You got 10 more seconds because the couple of these are like, come on. I'm trying to remember Spurrier. Um, Shane Matthews? That is, that is correct. Woo! I forgot about Shane. I forgot about Shane. Oh, Shane I would have held there. Shane, Shane. <laughs> All right. Um, That's nine. Got four left. Snyder. Got a new answer here. <laughs> Can't think all day. You mean me? Alfred. Damn. I, Ooh, I was reaching for Alex. I was like, good pull, good pull on Alex. Um, Dwayne Haskins. Yep. God damn it. Uh, you have two left. I'm just running through the years quickly in my head. I'm like, yo, why can't I know that's what I try to do. <laughs> Too much cush. Um, I'm gonna hit this L. I have to give you the I'm, buzzer I'm, here. I'm gonna hit the L. I can't remember. Yeah, I might finally win a round, dog. Wait a second. Did you say you're done? Huh? You're done, Paul? I'm done, yeah. None of you said cousins? I said cousins. Of course I said cousins. Yeah. Oh, nigga. Jeff George. I said Jeff George. I don't think you did. Paul said. said, I definitely said George. (laughs) 
I knew there was nobody else. Damn, who we missing, Cliff? We're not missing anyone. That's it, right? Yeah. They're round the push then. No, they had a question. Yeah. Now that question. I mean, okay. I mean, we went to the end and we named all of them. I mean, I, I guess I probably took too long to give Alex Smith, but yeah, you, know, you did. Like, you did. You did. <laughs> you yeah. did. All right. Okay. It's cool. It's cool. I'll take the L. It's fine. Next one. Next. Pick a number, Paul. Wonderful. Uh, two. Number two. Okay. All right. Obviously, as we all know, week one, Clinton Portis' first year with Washington, he has the first carry. How long was that carry? The opening touchdown run by Clinton Portis was how many yards? Do not mm-hmm. Google. I'm not. I'm just going to guess. Go ahead, Paul. No, it's Paul. It's Paul, yeah. Oh, yeah. If I guess it right, will you let Corey go? Will you just tell me if I'm right? I will not. If you say the wrong number, I'm just going to say you're wrong, and then I'm going to court. Was it 67? No, it was not. Damn. I was going to say 65. Uh, correct answer was 64 yards. Damn. Damn. I knew it was in the damn 60s. <laughs> I, I don't know why 67 was sticking out so clearly in my head. I was like, Oh, I got this joint. Easy. I asked you, Cliff, I was like, nope. if I get it right, are you going to even let Corey go? Oh, you were the, you. <laughs> oh, you were that <laughs> false confidence got me, yo. <laughs> Corey, next question to you. Four. Okay. So, 2012 was Robert Griffin's first start, as we know, and obviously he had the big touchdown pass to Garcon that became a, a meme of sorts, right? Mm-hmm. Garcon did not lead that game in targets for our team. Another receiver did. Name that receiver. Um, With six targets, I should have noted that part. This receiver had six targets that game and led the team in targets. Aldrick Robinson? (laughs) <laughs> that is correct. Hell yeah! Wow. <laughs> Wait a night, Paul. Wow. Wow. Okay. So okay. we had, we have I just two. remember Griff, Griff was always throwing that shit to Audrey. Y'all remember that? So we got two left. There's two questions left. Corey's up two zero. Paul, we have questions one and three left. Which one would you like? I'll take number one. Okay. Come on, dog. Every time Cliff say, okay, I got a feeling it's just a badass question. <laughs> Number one. We obviously opened this, the Daniel Snyder era opened with a home game versus the Dallas Cowboys, which we lost. We blew, I don't, I don't know if you remember that game. We blew there. a three-touchdown lead in the fourth quarter. Who scored the first touchdown of the Daniel Snyder era? I'm going to venture a guess, and I don't feel confident in it, but I don't know why it's just standing out in my head. I, was it Albert Connell? Ooh, that's close. It was Michael Westbrook. Hey, I was about to say that, though, Cliff. Hey, <laughs> hey I like these because I kind of know these ones, though. 
Yeah. 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 Oh man, I, I I remember being, it was like a 40, 35 yard post. I remember the play vividly. I just couldn't, which receiver was it? I don't know why I thought it was Colin for a second, but. I can still see that game though. I was there for that. Corey's mm. got his first win, but do we have one more question and I want to make sure I ask him. Oh. Okay. You know what's wild when I was doing research is I realized we have some low scoring week ones. They're like incredibly low scoring. In fact, in the 2002 opener versus the Cardinals, we scored 31 points. That was Steve Spurrier. Mm. We did not score more than 20 points. We did not crack 20 points, sorry, again for eight more openers. Wow. Mm. We, we then cracked it in 2011. Who was it against? Opener in 2011? Giants. Ah. Was it correct? Yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> Wait, we opened against the Giants in 2010 and 2011? Hell yeah! Yeah, we did. Was that at home? The one in 2010 was definitely at home. because I remember um, Kerrigan had that pick six. 2011? Who... We win that game? 11, yeah, 28-14, Rex Grossman. Hey, okay, okay. Oh, I'm lunching. The opener in 2010 was Cowboys. I'm tripping. My bad, Corey. Damn, are we real 0 for 3 in this motherfucker? God damn. Oh, you ain't go 0 for 5 like I did last time, ain't you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Man, good, Cliff. It's late, yeah. dog. Yeah, because we got to do that every week, though. Yeah, that gotta be a oh, yeah. thing. That's I'm gonna do it every week. We'll do a, um, obviously it was week one, mm-hmm. so we do like more of an opener one. Next week good. will be about our history with the Giants. Yep, looking forward to that. Shit. Yeah, that oh, you're gonna get some good ones out of that one. Oh man, <laughs> shit. Ain't, ain't that like our most faced opponent? Like, Cliff could actually be out here yeah, asking us some like 1932. I'm not gonna be asking no damn. When they beat a 73 nut or some shit. I was, yeah, yeah. When they had fucking Cade uh, Hamhock running back or whatever. Cade Hamhock. This man is having a Newport and a, and a Mr. Pip in the locker room at halftime and shit. This man is putting um, melted butter on a torn ACL and shit. Oh, don't bring up no time mechanics shit. out here. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was good, man. Oh man. All right, well, we're going to do it all season. And that means Corey's up one nothing. Start the year. Sure. Way to get out the gate. Hey, man, let's get out the gate in action football. That's all I care about. Yes, sir. You know it, bro. Yes, sir.